right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Brenton Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Welcome to it today, man. We have our boy John Myers, who's a senior global trainer and a media custom audio analyst with Kickers. So you know we're talking car stereos, bird. And you know back in the day, man, how cool was it? Like for me, I'm just old enough to where I can remember guys rolling around with those old school TSX 20s in the back of their cars. Remember that? The speakers oh, would yeah. just set up there and you would see it in the back window like, ooh, TSX 30s, ooh, TSX 20s. Yeah, you know, I even saw some uh, home stereo speakers in there too. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything and everything you could string up, right, to make the party. Because yeah, that man. was, right, I mean, most cars back then had, you know, one, two, three speakers. They were pretty horrible. Right. Right. We were growing out of the, right, we, a lot of us got muscle cars. So they had, I mean, crap for stereos. The speakers were all, you know, they're made out of like paper and fiber. They all, you know, fall apart. The little foam that kind of holds them together. Yeah. You know, so it was anything you could get together to, to you know, rock it out. So if you recall, man, how crazy is, is this fact? So back in the day, in the mid-50s, Chrysler, Dodge, Plymouth, they had them on the DeSoto, they had them on a bunch of Chrysler Imperial models, but Chrysler put something in their cars that you could buy, it was an upgrade, it was an option, called the Highway Hi-Fi. It was an actual record player, a phonograph that held was held underneath the dash, and people would play like albums while they drove around. The needle, you know, the arm was really way down, and it would literally play records, right, while you drove around. Obviously better when you were parked, but that was an option back in 1956 on several Chrysler models, the Highway Hi-Fi. See, I can't even imagine that working because, you know, <laughs> fast forward like 30, 40 years to we had the CD player, Yeah, you know, like the Walkman, and you'd stick the tape in the tape deck to get it to play in your old stereo. Right. right. And, and every time you hit a bump on that technology, you would... <laughs> You know, like, I can't even imagine a record player. The first CD players, every time you hit a bump, you know, you lose it. Oh, yeah. Everything with car audio was just, you know, it's kind of like the same integration that's taking place in all the things that make the car, you know, perform better, run better, run more efficient. Everything from the ECMs and body control modules and, you know, all the luxury that we have in today's cars, you know, is a leap in technology. And they were trying back in the 50s, but that's all they had to work with, you know? Oh, what, eight track? Yeah. You know, we had the cassette. I mean, the cassette, I think, you know, that's kind of our generation where you could 
make mixtapes, right? You yeah, could just dude, jam you'd up your girl in a mixtape. How badass was this? Remember when you would hit rewind and you'd be like, pop, and you would stop it, it would be right at the beginning of the song. Oh, that was so awesome. On the football bus or the basketball bus? Huge. Oh, it's badass. <laughs> well, I remember I had my, like my first Walkman and I could record off the radio. So now I could record. You know, as a small kid, I could record anything I wanted. And like I said, you hit the little button and it magically goes to the right end of the song. And you put, you know, once I got a car, right, then you could just drop those things in your car. Yeah. It had nothing but mixtapes. It was awesome. Well, until it was time for the CD player that skipped. You know, yeah. you mount it right on your center console or up on your dash with all your cables and wires and yeah, jam it in there, man. It was, it was pretty awesome. Well, it's great to have a person like John because things have changed inside the cab of the car. You know this, man. How much research, how much development is made so that that interior, the cab of that car, is so quiet, so acoustically perfect. I mean, that is so much as far as the form, function, and integration into automobiles nowadays. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing you used to do, right, was put a new deck in, Right. Pull sure. out whatever was in there and put yep. something in. Man, I remember like saving up my, my coins, right? There was Alpine. There was Blaupunk. I went with the Blaupunk deck. Of course you went with the Blaupunk. Of course. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> German engineering. <laughs> Somebody sold me. It was good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was cheaper than the Alpine. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, you could pull the whole deck out, you know, and then then you had to carry this whole thing around, right? I remember I had one of those and, uh, you know, somebody pulled it out and stole it. And I'm like, right, dude, you didn't even take the case. Now you can't even use it. You might as well just shoved a stick in there, you know? Hey, what a bad idea those removable faces were for decks. Because inevitably, everybody would lose them. They would break them, those little clip-on front decks, you know? And people would take them with them or hide them or lock them in a glove box or whatever. Think about all those evolutionary sort of steps from, you know, the phonograph to the A-track to the cassette, you know, to the CD. And, and nowadays... It's everything from hard drives and, you know, everything satellite and, you know, all this crazy technology incorporated into the platforms. they got 12-inch screens nowadays. You could have everything from DVDs playing in the back to radio streaming satellite to your favorite podcast. Yeah, no doubt. Two Guys Garage podcast. <laughs> quite, yeah, quite a, an evolution. And, right, so we're not replacing what's in the dash anymore, right? Typically, you leave that in there because, you know, it's pretty decent as far as, you know, getting the the music to it right i think where we run into issues nowadays is just not having enough power output not having enough sound not having enough volume so i think a lot of times the strategy is use what's in there because it's so integrated like you said it's integrated into the vehicle and from a you know a, a radio device or a way to to you know bluetooth into it or whatever it's pretty solid but we got to get the tunes rocking to the speakers and that's where mr john Right, knows all the ins and outs, and Kicker is one of those guys that are out there figuring out how do you integrate it into a system that's so highly tuned, precision, right, and meshed with the whole vehicle. Yeah, man. I mean, it used to be you wanted something that rattled the windows, something that was just thundering and, you know, tumultuous, just... 
You know, whereas nowadays you can get all that, you know, all that roar, all that rowdy, you know, all that great sound. It'll still be crystal clear. It still has all the intensity and all the lust that you you appreciate, whatever it is you're passionate about when it comes to music and audio, right? If you can get the highs, the mids, the low range, and it all sounds fantastic regardless of the volume level, dude, you're doing it right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like having your own kind of like uh, studio right in your vehicle. And like you said, the vehicles themselves, they have so much sound deadening and, and attention to detail. So once you do have a full system in there, they're great. But, you know, if we get outside the car there for a minute, right, there's so many other applications now that, you know, side by sides, you know, you're going out into the yeah. trails, you're going camping, you're, you know, whether it's boating, like I'm huge into... Uh, Wakeboard boating. Marine, yeah, man. Yeah, so all of a sudden, you know, you're putting a couple projectiles off the, you know, your tower, your tower speakers, and you're blowing awesome. them, you know, 100 <laughs> feet back to the guy riding, you know, so he's rocking out. He's not even on the boat, but you're like, dude, I got you covered, man. <laughs> I'm rocking this out for you. I want you to hit a big one. Yeah, man. So after the break, John Myers, who is all things kicker. He's a senior global trainer. He's the media custom audio analyst. And you're going to get an inside look as to all things the kicker is doing and audio is doing outside the cab of the car. So quick break and we're back at it with the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird and I am Willie B. All right, man. Tell me real fast. What was the best system you ever had in a car? Dude, I, honestly, I tell you right now, uh, my kicker system in my M3. Uh, it rocks. I've got their full amp set up, everything I need. I've got the sub, I've got the speakers. And, uh, you know, that's my performance car. So I've got kind of minimalist speakers in there, but the sub, I can kind of quick connect, pull it out. So there's, you know, 60 pounds off when I go to the track. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that thing rocks it out. How about you? You probably had something like gnarly. Yeah, man. I, I you know, I did a um, God, I did a really, really wicked stereo one time. Um, not any of my muscle cars or hot rods, just my daily. I had an Audi, you know, a little twin turbo 2.0 that that was turned up a little bit. And man, I had a big box, super, you know, amps and subs and everything custom done up. Uh, and you know, it was all fine and dandy until 70 El Camino came over the hill at 45 and then stopped and totaled it. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> that was the one you totaled like. Just a couple years ago, right? Yeah, a few years back, man. And it was a crusher. It was great, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited because all things audio and beyond, we're about to talk to the man. Yeah, this is John Myers, uh, our boy from Kicker. All right, here we are, 2019, talking SEMA. I'm talking flossy and glossy. Everything from rims, tires, performance upgrades, blowers, turbos, nitrous, to what's, well, what's all of everybody's favorite, the sound, audio size. And we're talking with the one and only Kicker, man. My man, John from Kicker. First, man, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on and uh, chatting with us, man. How does it feel to be at SEMA 2019? Oh, it's awesome. I've been to many of these shows, and every year it's like a new year. All the new cool stuff that's out and all the fun we get to have. So pleasure to be here with you guys and uh let's have some fun with this that's what this show is about now kevin and i always make it a plan and purpose to stop by because when it comes to audio you guys lead the charge on all things audio whether it's marine side by sides obviously car man you guys always have it 
Yep, if you need sound and you got a way to take it with you, I mean, headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speakers, we have everything you need for that kicker sound on the road. You know, what's funny is nothing's changed since we were kids, and probably our parents, like, sound and music is where it's at, right? Yeah. I thought we were still kids. You can have, oh, absolutely, and that's, Adult, dude, that's why we're here, man. Adults are just kids with money, man. Adults are just kids with money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can have a heck of a lot of fun with horsepower, right? Chrome, yeah. jacked up, everything, but if you don't have the party... Forget about it, man. Yes. You just go home. You got to have the sound system, and, and that's what you guys are bringing. Now, we're in the booth here, so they've got all kinds of awesome displays, right? A 51 Oldsmobile. They've got, you know, over here a Polaris side by side, like a full on, you know, decked out, jacked up off road machine, and it's all full of awesome sound the, equipment. The market on side by sides and the stereos going into side by sides are unreal. That's going to be crazy. huge for you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, the side-by-side in the marine market is actually exploding, whereas the car audio market's you know, it's fairly stale, fairly yeah. flat. You know, we're doing really good. Been doing this for 47 years here with Kickers, so uh, we've seen a lot of changes Damn in the market. Old. Yeah, I am, too. I've, <laughs> I've been doing installs for 42. I mean, that's longer than a lot of your listeners so, if you've been alive. So let's ask, man, when it comes to marine, when it comes to side-by-sides, what's some of the craziest technology that's new that a lot of people are unaware of? Well, the really bizarre thing and the biggest challenge we have and any of the installers have in the industry is the integration with all the new electronics. And obviously we're at the SEMA show, not the electronics show, but what you're finding is we've invaded SEMA with audio and electronics, but then the SEMA show has invaded the CES, which is the consumer electronics show, with cars. So the technology is merging together and you really have to go hand in hand with both of them to know what you're doing. So you can't just go in and cut into a... Uh, a wire and tie a speaker into a lot of these new cars, you have to have a whole computer that integrates your aftermarket audio system with that factory system or it doesn't work. So there's a lot of technology. We've stayed on top of it and we are the forerunner. And, you know, we're going to be here at least another 47 years. So, I mean, that, that can sound intimidating to a lot of people, right? Oh, it can. I can't go cut a wire. Because like, in the old days, right, it was pretty simple. I got some speaker wires. I update them. Maybe I add an amplifier. You know, pretty simple <laughs> stuff. But now it's so complicated because the base vehicles are complicated. How does it? How do you make it simple for the actual well, user? That's what's really cool about what we do is you know we strive to make it easy for the average consumer, the average end user, to do it themselves. So, in the past with a factory radio, you had to buy what they call a line output converter to make that signal able to be passed into an aftermarket amplifier. We basically took that whole technology and stuffed it into our products. Now you don't have to buy another product. You literally cut the wires to your factory system, plug it into our amp, and away you go. You don't have to look for switched ignition. That was the big thing. An amplifier has to turn on and off with a key. The new cars are all computer controlled. They don't have just a switch 12 volt. Right. So we've developed technology that will take that signal from the speaker wire and tell that amplifier to turn on without having to cut into the electrical system and void the warranty. Now look, man, I'm from Kentucky. There's a little bit of redneck involved here, but I was, a lot of it. I was friends with people that would take an old Sirwin Vega house speaker. They didn't, they didn't know about ohms, right? They didn't know about resistance. They would sit in the back and plug some speaker wire up to it and run a, you know, a cabinet speaker. There's no back seat. Gone are those we days, yeah, man. We don't need a back seat. We got yeah. bass. Remember the, <laughs> the, the dude that would put the, the old six by nines in the back, you know, in the back window, or the, the Pioneer TSX 20s or when yep. you were a kid. Those you guys are still out there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think about. So nowadays, man, you created not just 
great replacement speakers and great upgrades because speaker sizes have changed. There's no longer the six by nines, little four inch. You know, oh, you're yeah, talking there two aren't. and a half inch speakers. They're still all out there. Yeah, yeah, but you're talking two and a half inch speakers that are pumping out really robust, rich sound, and you guys are on the forefront of those as well. Oh yeah, it's it's all about the technology, and you know, you talk about speaker size. In 1986, we introduced the first small box woofer, and most people consider that the solo barrack, but it's actually the comp woofer because a 12 inch home speaker at that time required a three cubic foot box in the back of a car. I mean, that's the whole back seat pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so when Steve introduced the, the comps in 86, our 12 inch took one and a half cubic foot, half the size box. And then a couple years later, we dropped that in half again. So wow. we're getting that, that output, that technology into small space. And some of the products we've introduced this year, take that to an extreme level. We have a 10 inch powered subwoofer that's probably about the size of a shoebox. I mean, it's like 11 inches wide by 15 inches by three and a quarter inches tall. Yeah, man. That will blow and you that away. That thing moves. I don't have hair on my head. But well, me um, either. And it's because literally I was uh, I was sitting on top of that box when he cranked it up. It blew it all up. No, that thing that thing punches, oh, man. It's, it's amazing. It's self-powered. It's cast aluminum. It's great. But then we go from that to the other extreme. Our quad box has got four L712s in a 163-pound box. That's obviously not designed for your MR2, but really designed for your, your average. SUV. It's designed for a rolling party because that right. would that would be heard from blocks away. If you're that guy, you know at the stoplight where the you got the the windows of the car two in front of you shaking and rattling, that, that's that's what you need. Oh, that's that's the challenge. We always say if you're going to make a scene, be seen and be heard. <laughs> well, there's no excuse, right? I don't have room because you've downsized everything. You've got the power density so incredibly high, and you've got the ease to just drop it in. So. Right, you've made oh, the, yeah. the party scene, the fun factor, so easy. And, and like I said, I mean, your your side-by-sides are, are crazy. I'm staring at the one right here in the booth. You've got four of the tower speakers yeah, hanging these, off the back, and they look nine-inch two-way compression drivers. I mean, we're talking high-efficiency, completely waterproof, LED rings, four, you know, subwoofers blow it, in tubes with the passive radiators. I mean, this little thing puts out some serious sound. It is a concert on wheels in the desert, on the street, wherever you want to take it. And, and that's the great thing about the technology today. He said waterproof. It's amazing that some of these speakers, some of these components will hang up to the environment, everything, all the elements, right? Because, you know, as a guy that loves water, you know, my man Bird, as a guy that loves snowboarding, wheeling and things like that and side-by-sides, you need a speaker that's going to handle the elements and dirt and sand and mud, everything you throw at it. And that's what you guys are, are making. You know, and we, we've realized over the years that people are going to put this stuff in some pretty crazy environments. I mean, we can't tell them you have to use a product this way. We have to design a product that's going to whistle stand the way they're going to use it. And we know Kevin likes water. I don't think your speakers were even working on your boat because they weren't ours when we were out. So, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yes, yeah. we do. I'm picking up what you're laying down, my friend. Picking up what you're putting down, man. Nobody say you're digging what I'm burying. That's what <laughs> That's my mom right. used to do. Yeah, I don't know if he's just planting the hook, right? Because I've got kicker material you know, in my car and it, it's rocking out and I'm hurting in my boat. Uh, I've got two actually, so there's another huge double bill. So I don't know if he's just pulling me in, you know, I'm swallowing that hook deep, deeper, <laughs> right? So uh, either way, man. Dude, all you got to do is give him the credit card number, expiration date, exactly. code on the back. It's that easy, man. <laughs> I'll order me one too. Matter of fact, let me have that and I'll, go to, right. I'll get his boat covered. <laughs> All right, well, look, the best lesson you probably learned today is that you still have a lot to learn in the world of audio. And John Meyer is coming right back after the break on the Two Guys Garage podcast.
It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, and today is all things audio. What's crazy? What's going on inside your car, outside the cab, with the side-by-sides, water? And when it comes to, you know, upgrades, Kevin, I'm a... Like, I'm a real no-getter there. I typically just leave the deck that <laughs> came in the car and just kind of deal with it like that. How about you? Yeah, I'm a little bit of a mix. Uh, you know, the later cars, the stereos are pretty decent. You know, my last yeah. car had, uh, you know, a sub-upgrade that I kind of checked the box on. So, you know, that kind of rocked out from from the factory, right? But, you know, you get a system nowadays, and um, yeah. it's pretty decent. But when you do start to rock it up, it's weak, right? It gets loud. But you can feel it's just weak, right? It's not bringing yeah, it's, the bass. it's distorted too, yeah. Yeah, man. And I think really getting that bass and having enough amperage to go with it uh, and doing that right is key, you know? So uh, let's go hit up John and, and get some good tips on what not to do as well as what to do. When it comes to all things kicker, what what are things that people make as far as common mistakes when they're upgrading? Because nowadays you get a car, right? It's got a pretty rich deck and, you know, you got backup cameras and all that stuff. What are some mistakes that people make when they're trying to upgrade audio performance in well, their ride? The biggest mistake I'd say that, you know, is pretty much from the dawn of time is they don't put enough amplifier on the speaker. You know, you talk about people talk about burning up speakers and you hear this all the time. Oh, I burned up these speakers. And we can relate just about anything audio to the automotive era. I mean, if you take an engine and you turbocharge it and you don't put enough fuel in it, you burn up pistons, right? Yep. Because you don't have enough fuel. Same thing with the speaker. If you don't have a big enough amplifier for what you're trying to get out, you burn up the speaker. Now, wait a minute. I just said you burn up a speaker with too little power. You weren't rich enough. It's yeah. You got to add fuel. You got to add some more power. (laughs) So if you run the amplifier into distortion, you can actually take a 300-watt amplifier and burn up a 1,000-watt speaker because you're not using it properly. Wow. Or you could take a 500-watt speaker and run a 1,000 watts to it, and if you run it clean, you're never going to have a problem. So mismatch components. Yeah, that's the biggest thing you run into is people just not getting the proper power to the speaker. That's so key. How do they size it in? right? Like, what's the trick? Do you guys have all your tech? Well, that can you know, help all them. of our products, you know, our amplifiers or speakers, I mean, we give you a maximum continuous power. Some companies rate peak power. You know, rating peak power on an amplifier is like saying, you know, this SUV over here does zero to 50 in, in three seconds. Well, yeah, if you push it off a cliff, it might do that, but that's not practical, not real world. Or it's say, like, well, it'll do 300 miles an hour. If you're towing it behind a jet car, maybe, but not under its own yes. power. So everything we have, we rate by maximum power, which is kind of like tires. When they rate tires, then you have the H tire, you know, a Z rated tire. Right, right. This is how fast it'll go safely. So we have those ratings on our product. And I tell people, if you have a speaker that's rated at 500 watts by us, you can run 500 watts to it all day long from a 500 watt kicker amplifier. But you really only need about a 250 watt amp to really do it well. So you can go up to that level. And then if you're careful, once again, you can actually go beyond it if it's good, clean power and not some of these companies that overrate. And you see these amplifiers, they rate, you know, 4,000 watt amplifier for $80. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you pay for what you get. <laughs> JC Rip Me? Yeah, exactly. I grew up with that catalog. <laughs> we all grew up with that yeah, catalog. Yeah. <laughs> we all made some poor purchases out of there. Exactly. And they sold audio to it. Actually, they've approached us years ago and wanted to sell our product. It's like, you know, it's probably just not our consumer base. Yeah. yeah. So you got to control your market a little bit. But it's good to know that mismatched components are a key to a lot of catastrophic failure. You know, in stereo equipment, the speakers and decks and amps and so forth. I will tell you, you know, as far as the mismatch and not having enough power, this is a shocking number. I would say probably about 95% of our returns are from not enough power. No way. 95%. Well, I've always said it. You know, you got to have more power. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> there is no and, such and here it is too once much. again in the in the audio scene. Yeah, it still holds true. It's too much power. Said no guy ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's too loud. No, no, it's just getting started. <laughs> All right, man. So if if you know you're here at SEMA. What are the, you know, this is where you showcase all your new stuff. Give us the top three things that Kicker is bringing to the table this year. Well, the top three things is going to be probably our new downward firing subwoofer enclosure that you can throw it in the back of an SUV, a trunk, a hatchback, or wherever you want it. Just pile stuff on it under the seat of a truck. We've introduced a new size of speaker, probably the first new size of speaker we've introduced since 1973 when the company opened, which is a two and three quarter inch. A very small little speaker. All your GM products are using a two and three quarter inch in the dash now. Subarus, Toyotas, uh, the, the Jeep, even the Grand Cherokees back in the 90s had a two and three quarter inch. So this has been an area that, you know, no manufacturers really focused on. We've got a great new product that'll fit in all those vehicles with one part. It's actually patent pending on the bracket, so it'll drop in any of those vehicles. Wow. And then we've got another, we talk about that integration technology. We've got a two-channel interface that basically will analyze the signal you have. It's all about tools. I mean, you know, you work on a car, you got your tools. You got your Snap-on, your Mac tools, your yeah. Chromo. You got to have the right tools. Well, in the install world in car audio, people aren't spending the $2,000 to have the RTA, the oscilloscopes. I mean, because they don't do it enough, they just can't justify it. So that's where your installations suffer by not having the proper tools. So we're introducing an interface that basically will take place with a $2,000 you know, RTA and oscilloscope, and it'll analyze the signal, and with a series of LEDs, it'll tell you exactly what signal you have coming into the product, so you know if it's going to match and do what you want it to do. Damn, and this is going to so be that's, huge. Yeah. That's like it's, the smartphone of yeah, audio man. equipment. Exactly right there, what man. it is. Impressive. Wow. So it'll tell you, hey, i got a subwoofer output, I've got a mid-range output, I've got a crossover on this. It'll tell you exactly what that signal is, so you know just by connected to speaker output, hey, is this going to work to run a full range box, or what, can I just add a subwoofer? And it'll tell you, so there's no guesswork, and you don't send the vehicle out, so well, it, it kind of works, you'll know right away it works on the spot, and that's that's the name of the game. That's impressive, man, impressive. All right, where do people find out about you socially? Where do people go check out your new products? Well, we've got kicker.com, www.kicker.com is the easiest place to go. You can actually buy the products online, but we really encourage you to go visit your local kicker dealer, because those guys have all the solutions. We have a dealer locator on the website, we've got all the products products listed. We've got some great features in our tech page on the website. If you want to learn about car audio, you want to learn about wiring, you want to learn about ohms, amps, wattage, you want to learn series parallel, you want to learn about you know ported boxes, sealed boxes, go to the tech page and there's a place called White Papers and you can read about all this technology and it'll lay it out in black and white and it's the stuff that you know people don't necessarily know up front, but it's very useful information. If you really want to learn, that's a great place to go. My man. All right, we got a row. Kevin and I got a flash mob dance party we got to attend. You'll see, hear the music over there. Is that so, why you're wearing that? Yeah, man. We appreciate your time. John from Kicker, man. When it comes to audio, you got to get with Kicker, guys. They just know their sauce, man. They bring the heat to the table. They're always great, man. And the stuff they're bringing uh, for you guys as far as products and consumption is top notch, man. We appreciate it. Willie B, Kevin Bird, Two Guys Garage Podcast. John, thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having me, guys. Kevin, it makes me miss that big, loud, boisterous sound system, man, whether it's a boat or a, you know, I don't have a side-by-side yet. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I can, you know, I can save enough money to get one. But definitely my car, man, it does make it, right? Oh, it's such a difference. You think you're doing great. 
you're you're listening to your music. It sounds nice. <laughs> you got a, some low volume, you know, like an old person would have it. And then, uh, you know, then you're somewhere where somebody has a kick-ass system and it's rocking and everybody's moving. The girls are dancing, you know, like the vibe is just kicking. And you go, I, I'm missing something, you know? Like I want to go to your parties. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, it's such a difference, man. Uh, cranking it to 11. Oh, hey, I'll grab my blue jean jacket. <laughs> Be right there. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just crazy to see, you know, just all the the evolutionary leaps, right, that Car Audio came from back when we were in high school to where, you know, it's moved and shifted to now. I mean, between Marine and side-by-side and speakers and amps that can handle the elements to all the things you could do with all that technology in your car and the lighting and the sound and the, the you know, the theater aspects of it. You know, got TV screens everywhere and anywhere. It's crazy. When it's such a killer DIY project, right, for a lot of people, like, you know, we're big into engines and making huge power. Uh, you know, some guys are really into paint and body and, and other things and interiors and, you know, doing the stereo system and understanding how it works and all the intricacies and all the things you could do and fine tune it and all that stuff. And, you know, as John said, they got so much information that you could tap into. And I love talking mm-hmm. to that guy because he literally goes around the world teaching installers and companies, right, how to do it correctly, how to do it right. Uh, so it's a great thing that you can take your car into your local you know, stereo shop and go, dude, here's my credit card, upgrade me. Or you can order all this stuff and go, man, I want this and this, and I'm going to put it together like that. And I'm going to make, you know, something raging and crazy and awesome. All right, question for you, Bird. I feel like everybody knows that one guy, you know, that controls everything with his phone, you know, his lights. He goes, oh, yeah, hang on. He can fire up his car. He can turn on stereo. He can make the windows rattle. You know, he can do his hydraulics and air system all by We all know that guy. <laughs> you know, I, I got a couple of those in my, you know, in the circle. <laughs> I want that guy to hook me up so I could be that yes. guy without having to be the guy to get, you know, the stuff. <laughs> I just, there you go, man. <laughs> I want my life to be push button. You and me both, man, and controlling it now with your phone, all the technology, it's amazing. So there you go, man. Hey, we appreciate John Myers. Um, he is just amazing from Kicker, Senior Global Trainer, Media Custom Audio Analyst. And don't forget, our show, it's weekends on Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is always cool. From my man Kevin Bird, I'm Willie B., our producer, Scoop, our executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. A Two Guys Garage podcast, a copyright 2019, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Share away. Give it away, okay. but don't steal it. There you go. Live like you're dying, because you are. <laughs> I'm right. just kidding. Hey, we'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.